0: And when I was praying to see, God, what will be my last message as a head elder in this church? And I've been preparing a topic for the last three weeks, but I have changed it twice. And last night when I was doing my last revision of what I was going to present today, I changed it again. When I look back, and I try not to cry, <laughs> it was October 14, 2013, when I walked to this church for the first time. I can say that it was a blessing for me. It's been almost two years. And I remember not even three months ago I thought I was going to retire here. But God has other plans. See, I stopped making plans many years ago. <laughs> because every time I make a plan, God changes it. So when I was thinking of what... To share with you, like my last words, as a leader of this church. I want to present this to the pillars of this church, which is you are. Jackie, Andy, Deneen, Craig, D-Wayne, and Emmanuel and Ben, you are the pillars of this church. And I believe that God has anointed you all for a very special mission. As you know, the mission of this church in the end time is that prophesies that children, God's children from other, other areas will come to this church. And also, um, so you need to remember that you need to be ready. As a church, when the time comes, to stand and to serve God's plan. And when I was thinking, what what can I tell you, the leaders of this of this, the pillars of this church? Last night, when I was reviewing the last chapter—I mean, the chapters that were due uh, this week on the last time event book—I felt impressed to give you highlights of what we have read so far, and I'm going to bring it as my personal experience. I grew up in the church. I grew up as a missionary. Uh, child, we grew up. We never, we never lived in one place more than three years. So, and I had the privilege to witness a lot of things in different countries that ninety-nine percent of the population here in the state never had a chance to see. And. I grew up in the Pie Finder Club. I grew up as a Master Guide. One time I was a treasurer of a large church. I was a director of Master Guide Club for two years. You know, God have given me the privilege to serve his house. And before I came here, we were serving in a huge church, doing important work. But when Pastor Valenzuela was assigned as an interim pastor for this this district, I was his ministerial assistant for many years, and he told me, "I have three churches. I want you to go to all three of them and tell me which one do you want to serve." So when I came here, I went to Hesperia, I went to Fillan, you know, I went to all, that, all When I came here, I fell in love with this place. And I, and I told um, Alfonso, if it's your will, you know, I would love to stay here in Lucerne. And then he told me, you know, Lucerne is a very small church. Why don't you choose, you know, I would like to have you here in Hesperia. And I said, yes, it would have been easier. It would have been nice. But I don't, I don't feel needed in Hesperia. I feel needed here and I started serving this church, and I want to thank you for welcoming me here. I have served in many board meetings. I have served in many churches. But I can say that this board meeting, there's board members in this church had been the greatest to have the privilege to serve. And I pray that the Holy Spirit continue blessing this church for the mission that God has for you guys. On chapter one of the book, is titled Earth, Last Crisis. As we know, we we are preparing for the end time. And things will get very, very bad. And, and when I look at this, it has been a very um, humbling experience because I thought, I thought that I was ready. You know, I grew up in the church. I did all these things, you know. But I, God walked me up and, and let, me, let, me, let me see that I'm far, far from being ready. And as I share my experience in, in contracts with the highlights of the books, if there's anybody that relates to my experience, I pray that the Holy Spirit will let you listen and take notes. Because if you don't take notes, you're going to forget. And if you don't have a plan, you never progress. You never change. And it's interesting how the chapter referred to the remnants as the sleeping virgins of the parable. And then when I look back, I understand when I read this because I was asleep. You know, the devil kept me thinking that I was ready because I was doing the Lord's work. And that's one of the things that I learned that the devil always tried to deceive you thinking that you are in the right path and you are but you are asleep and you and the worst thing is is that you're going to die and you don't know that you're going to die. One of the things that I was always worried was, you know, I wonder how the end time will be. And this chapter says, you know, God has always given men warning of coming judgment. Those who have faith in his message for their time and who act out their faith in obedience to his commandments will escape the judgment that will fail, fail upon the disobedience and unbelievers. And this statement says, those who act, you see, our faith requires action. If there is no action, it's not a true faith. You have been deceived by the enemy. We shall have to stand before magistrates to answer for our own alliance alliance to the law of God. To make known the reasons of our faith. I thought that I knew the message and I grew up in it. I thought I knew all the doctrines of the church. I grew up with it. But I realized that if i have being left alone trying to, to show someone else why I believe what I believe, I will not know how to prove it in the Bible, because I have not spent the time to really study and prove what I believe. Another statement says, they should know the things that will come to pass before the closing of the world history. You know, God is telling us here that we should know what's going to happen. In detail, God has given us in detail all the events that's going to happen in the end time. Are you ready to go home? Do you know? every event that's going to happen before the end time? God gave it to us. And he emphasized here, that these things concern our eternal welfare and teachers and students should give more attention to them. If you don't know what's going to happen in the end time, you're not ready to go home. And you might lose it. Another statement said we should study the the great weight marks that points out the times in which we are living. That means that God has given us weight marks all the way to the end time. They are not time prophecies because it depends on many factors, but they're still, nevertheless, they're there, and it's very clear what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and what to expect. Do you know that? If you do not know in the specific events the progression of the thing that's going to happen before the Sunday law is going to come in is going to be too late. Those who place themselves under God's control to be led and guided by him will catch will catch the steady trend of the events ordained by him to take place. If you are not watching, if you don't know what to look for, you are not putting yourself in God's control, because if you are, God will open your eyes and you will see what's happening in the world. And we're going to be, have the privilege to see the history to be fulfilled in the prophecy and the working of the providence and the great reformatory movement that's going to come very soon and also in chapter 1 it says that we should read and study not only read but to study and understand Daniel 12 do you understand Daniel 12 with no doubts (laughs) do you know that Daniel 12 is already related to the end time? Do you understand it? It's very clear. Do you have taken the time to understand it? Because there is a statement in Mrs. White that in the end time with the three angels' angels message, the information in Daniel 12 will be added to it. (laughs) And I didn't know anything. So I took notes. And I make a plan of action. And I start working on it, because I want to be ready. I want to go home. The unfulfilled predictions of the book of Revelation are soon to be fulfilled. This prophecy is now to be studied with diligence by the people of God and should be clearly understood. It does not conceal the truth is clearly forewarned, telling us what the future will be. Do you understand revelation? (laughs) Do you understand the prophecy? Not the one that comes up to 1844, because we already know it, and it's important to know, because that gave us the assurance that what God says will happen. But are you aware of the prophecies that specifically for the end time. The solemn messages that have been given in their order in Revelations are to occupy the first place in our minds of God's people. Are you God's people? If you are, you should have all those studies of Revelation and Daniel 12 will be the first thing in your mind. If if it doesn't take the first place in your mind, you're not ready to go home. (laughs) Let the watchmen now lift out their voices. Do you know that we should should be watchmen? We are called by God to be watchmen, to look what's happening, to know what to look for. And we're supposed to lift up our voices and give the message which' presented in the truth of time. Let us show the people, where are we in the prophecy history. That's a commandment that God has gave us. Are you God's people? Are you going home? Are you ready? And this statement says he, great pain should be taken to keep this subject before the people. What that means, great pain. As a seven-day Adventist, I grew up in the church. And I knew all the prophecies back and forth, all the way to 1844. I mean, we, I knew everything. <laughs> But in the last 20, 30 years, I have noticed that any, none of the churches are preaching the end time. They're not preaching what we need to be, where do we need to be, what do we need to know, what do we need to change. And I, couldn't, and I thought, you know, like that's the way it should be. But now I realize that the devil is keeping us so, so asleep that we are missing what's happening in the world. And by the time we wake up, we'll be too late. When it comes to great pains, it's not only sacrifice, commitment, but also financial sacrifice. The church will be working so hard to let this message go out on those individuals out there that they're going to be lost if you don't share them. You know, it's interesting that my neighbor in front of our, the old house, my mother started giving uh, Bible studies because I didn't have time to figure that out. <clears throat> and it was interesting that yesterday she called my mother and told her, you know, when I was watching on TV, television, how people was worshiping the Pope, your words came to my mind, and like, what a sacrilege. How how can a man worship a man? I mean and, and put them put him in God's place. I mean what what heresy. And she, she tells and then she was telling my mother, you know, I was so impressed. She had only taken I mean five lessons. And she was so impressed with that imagery that she went to her neighbor and invited her to go to church today. And they were planning to go walking to the church because my mother was going to come here. <laughs> but when I, read, when I heard that, I told my mother, you know what? Those souls are more important. Go and pick them up and take them to church. It's also prophesied that in, we have been shown that the spirit of the Lord has been withdrawn from the earth. And as I talked before to you guys, the pillars of this church, before. You need to get close to God and to start storing that oil before it's too late. <coughs> and chapter 2, it tells us sign of Christ soon return, and it, 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 it reminds us that we need to know chapter 24 of Matthew. Do you know chapter 24 of Matthew? Matthew 24. Do you understand based on the end time prophecies of Daniel 12 and Revelation 14? Do you? Can you explain that to someone else clearly? Are you ready to go home? Chapter 3, we read, When shall these things be? We don't know the time and the hour, but we know what the true thing that will affect the end coming. I read, it was not the will of God that the coming of Christ should be delayed. Christ is waiting with longing. You know what longing is? Christ, our creator, our redeemer is waiting with longing desires for the manifestation of himself in the church. When someone look at you, can they see Christ in you? Are you ready to go home? When the character of Christ shall be perfectly reproduced in his people, then will come it is our privilege of every Christian not only to look for but to hasten the coming of the Lord but this is what Christ is longing for because we couldn't hasten we can't hasten the second coming But if we are so involved in worldly things, and we are so in denial, and we are so asleep, God also told us, God keeps a record with the nations. And when it it shall have become a law that the transgressions of the first day of the week shall be met with punishment, then their cup will be full. So God given us the privilege to hasten that second coming, but if we fall asleep and we don't do nothing, God has a time he has a time limit. And how sad would it be that we missed our calling? Are you ready to go home? <clears throat> and also, it reminds us we must educate ourselves to be thinking and dwelling upon the great scenes of the judgment just before us, and then as we keep the scene of the great day of God before us, when everything will be revealed, it will have an effect upon our character. Are you thinking and dwelling in the great scenes of the end time? Are you ready to go home? Chapter 4, God's Last Day Church. At the end draws near and the work of giving the last warning to the world extends. It becomes more important for those who accept present truth to have a clear understanding of the nature and the influence of the testimonies which God in his providence have linked with the work of the third angel's message from its very rise. Do you have a clear understanding of the nature and the influence of the testimonies with God and his his providence have linked with the work of the third angel's message? Are you? Are you ready to go home? He also mentioned four, four landmarks that every remnant should be rooted on. Commitment. Do we see a lack of commitment in in, in our church? What about faith in Jesus? Do we have that faith that doesn't matter even the world is falling? You will be standing with no worries. Do you understand the message of the sanctuary? Because that is something that we need to know because it's going to be applicable in the end time. And it's also she mentions the non-immortality of the soul. She mentioned four landmarks that every remnant should understand clearly, believe on it, and rooted on it. Commitment, faith, sanctuary, the Sabbath day, I forgot to put that one, Sabbath day, and the non-immortality of the soul. Why does she mention these four landmarks for the remnant of our church? Are you ready to go home? What is our mission? It's also mentioned in chapter 4. It's five points on our mission. The Lord has made us the depositories of his law, which is to be given to others' unfaithful warnings, reproof, and encouragement. Are we doing that? Are we ready to go home? He has made them his representative. He has made us his representative and has called them to be ambassadors for him in the last work of salvation. Are we representing Christ correctly? Are we representing as ambassadors of the heavenly kingdom correctly to our world? He also mentioned, has been set in the world, we have been set in the world as watchmen and light bearers. Are we watching? Do we know what we're watching? Or do we know what we're looking for? Are we light bearers? Are you ready to go home? And number five, then he entrusted us the last warning for a perishing, perishing world. So we are depositors of the law. We're supposed to be given to the other worlds, I mean other people. We're supposed to be representatives and ambassadors of the kingdom that we belong to. We should be watch watchmen and light bearers, because we have been entrusted with that the last warning of this perishing world. Are you ready to go home? Chapter 5, Devotional Life of the Remnant. This chapter, I read it like about four or five times, and I took a lot of notes. And I've been working on them, And, and it's funny because I know that I'm in the right track when the devil does everything in the power to prevent me to do it. And that that gives me encouragement and yes, I am in the right path. God calls for men who will prepare a a people to stand in the great day of the Lord. And Ben, as a new head elder, you're in charge of this flock. You need to prepare these people to stand in the great day of the Lord. He also says in chapter 5, prayer and effort, effort and prayer will be the business of your life. What is your business that takes priority in your life? You must pray as though the efficiency and praise were all due to God and labor as though duty were all your own. Are you ready to go home? No man is safe for a day or an hour without a prayer. When you, get, when you wake up in the morning, before you enter into the battlefield, do you pray to God to prote- for protection? Are you fairly, firmly rooted in Christ Because if we're not, it says here that we will be led astray by some phrases of errors. It would be well for us to spend, and I know I read this many times, but I'm going to read it again. It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. Are we ready to go home? Are we spending a thoughtful hour each day contemplating the life of Christ? I'm not talking when we have our morning worship. We're not talking about when we pray in the car or when we listen to sermons when we drive because I thought I, I was doing, you know, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. You know, I, I, I listen to sermons every time I drive, which I do a lot, and, and, I, and I read a lot of stuff and then pray a lot, but I, don't, I have not been put in a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. Is It's there if you want to go home, if you want to survive the end time, there's a reason why God wrote this. And if you want to be ready, are you spending one hour of contemplation each day talking to your creator, to the life giver, the one that protects you and guides you, the one that you're going to spend eternity with? And it goes furthermore, we should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing one. Are we ready to go home? The only defense against the evil is the indwelling of Christ in the heart through faith in his righteousness. Are we firmly (laughs) rooted in Christ? Unless we become vitally connected with God, we can never resist the unhallowed effect of self-love, self-indulgence, and temptation to sin. If you're not spending time in, with Christ, if you're not spending time understanding what you need to understand, if you don't spend time in your day, and be vitally connected. you know what the word vitally, vitally means? If you get disconnected, you're dying. Is a vitally connected with God? Are you vitally connected with God? That his presence is with you 24/ 7? doesn't matter where you go. Are you? If you're not, you're not ready to go home. without a personal acquaintance with Christ and a continual communion, we are at the mercy of the enemy and shall do his binding all the way into the end. And the way we do this is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will mold us and change us. But for that, we need to be dwelling, connected, in the presence of our Creator on a daily basis. (laughs) Never will the human heart know true happiness until it is submitted to be molded by the Spirit of God. Are you already molded by the Spirit of God? Are you really, truly happy? Are you? Are you ready to go home? There is not an impulse of our nature, not a faculty of our mind, or an inclination of our heart, but needs to be, moment by moment, under the control of the Spirit of God. If you life, moment by moment, controlled by the Spirit of God, if you're not, you're not ready to go home. The Spirit illuminates our darkness, informs our ignorance, and helps us in our manifold necessities. Man- manifold necessities. But the mind must be constantly going out after God, thank you is your mind constantly going out to God or are you dwelling on worldliness in your life if we have no desires to pray no desires to commune with God who is the source of our strength and wisdom. The Spirit will not abide with us. Is the Spirit abiding with you? Look at your spirit. Look at yourself. Do you have desires of prayer? If you don't, you don't have the spirit. If you don't have the desire to spend moment by moment in the presence of God, you are not ready. And when the time comes, you're going to lose everything. The other things that God is giving us is the necessity of Bible studies. I you study in your Bible when you show your, 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 your father, or grandfather Bible this morning? If your Bible looks like that, Divine grace must be received daily, or no man will stay converted. If you do not take time to study the Bible in a daily basis, not to read it, not to read it to study it. If you do not spend time to study the Bible, no man will stay converted, because our faith is sustained by the word of God. Christians should be preparing for what is soon to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. In this preparation, they should make by diligence study of the word of God. If you know that the world will end tomorrow, what would you be doing today? If you don't have that urgency, Satan is keeping you asleep, asleep and in denial that Christ is coming soon. None, but those who have fortified their mind with the truth of the Bible will stand through the last great conflict. It's very clearly. If your minds fill out with the oil to survive the end time, because if not, you're not going to make it. Only those who have been diligent of the scripture, and who have received the love of the truth will be shielded from the powerful delusion that takes the world captive. Are you ready to go home? We need to understand the oracles of God. Not to read it. We need to understand it. They need to have a systematic knowledge. What is systematic? (laughs) What is systematic? It's a progressive, constantly, not just once every blue moon, as in a daily, continuous, systematic way. God is telling us we need, his people need to understand the oracles of God. They need to have a systematic knowledge of the principles of revealed truth, which will fill them for what is coming up the earth and prevent them from being carried out by every mind of doctrine. Are you ready to go home? The other thing that God is telling us weapons that we need to survive in the end time. He says several times each day, precious golden moments should be cons- cons- consecrated to prayer in the study of the scripture. If it's only to commit a text to memory, that the spiritual life may exist in the soul. Are you memorizing Bible texts? in a daily basis, in a systematic basis. Are you? Are you ready to go home? Study the word of God. Commit his precious promises to memory, because that is the oil that is going to make you survive in the end time. If you, don't, if you have not memorized promises in, the, in your head, the day that is the Bible is taken and you no longer have access, that's the only, the only thing that the Spirit will use to bring that to your mind, to sustain you into the end of time. Are you ready to go home? The other thing that's talked about, we need to understand Revelation 14, which is the anchor of God's people, do you understand Revelation fourteen in in, re, in relationship to the end time? Because he's saying is the anchor of God's people and the remnant's people. In this last day, it's our duty; it's not an option. If it have time, or it's a duty to ascertain the full meaning of the first second, and third message, angel's message. Do you understand fully what those three angel's messages are? If you don't, you are not ready. All our transactions should be in accordance with the word of God. The first, second, and third angel's message are all united and are relevant in the 14th chapter of Revelation from the sixth verse to the close. And it's very specific here, but we need to understand. It says many who embraced the third message, only the third message, had not had that experience in the former two. Satan understood this, and his evil eyes was upon them to overthrow them. But the third angel was pointing them to the most holy place. And those who had an experience in the past messages were pointing them to the way to the heavenly sanctuary. Many saw the perfect change of truth in the angel's messages and gladly received them in in their order and followed Jesus by faith into the heavenly sanctuary. These messages were presented to me as an anchor to the remnant. Those who understand and receive them will be kept from being swept away by the many delusions of Satan. Are you ready to go home? And of the biggest, biggest armament that the devil uses is doubt. In taking a position of doubt, every time doubts come to your mind, if you don't control it, This is what's going to happen. In taking a position of doubt, man calls to his aid the agency of Satan. But the only hope of one who has been educated in the line of unbelief is to fall all helplessly upon the Savior. And like a child, submit his will and his way to Christ, that he may be brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, every time you have doubt in Christ, every time you have doubt in the Bible, every time you have doubt in what God promises have given us, if you do not control it, you are calling for the aids of agencies, agencies of Satan. And also, it's talking on the same chapter preparation for future trials. The servant of Christ are to prepare to be set speech to present when brought to trial for their faith. If you have not memorized things in your mind, you won't be able to talk. You won't be able to have ammunition in your brain, the oil in your brain, for the Holy Spirit to bring it to your mouth. Their preparation is to be made day by day. How are we supposed to be preparing for the end time? Like once a week? <coughs> Day by day, in treasuring up their hearts the precious truth of God's word, we need to start memorizing in our minds, day by day, those treasure words that God has given us in the Bible. Feeding us upon the teaching of Christ. And through prayer, strengthening their faith, then when brought into trial, the Holy Spirit will bring to the remembrance the very truth that will reach the hearts of those who shall come to bear. So, if you think that God, because I thought, well, you know, I didn't worry about because the Holy Spirit was going to bring to me what I needed to talk. But the reality is that if you don't put oil in your brain, there is no oil for the Spirit to take out. And it's very clearly here. If you don't memorize those promises, if you don't memorize the roots and the foundation of what you truly believe, when it's time for you to be in the front of courts and people, you won't be able to have the Holy Spirit brought into your remembrance the things that you need to share with others. Because if you do, if you memorize and you bring into your heart, God will flash the knowledge obtained by diligent searching of the scripture into their mind into the memory at the very time when it's needed. Are you ready to go home? And there are many in the church who take it for granted that they understand what they believe, because I was one of them. But on this, until controversy arises, they do not know their own weakness. When separated from those of like faith and compelled to stand singly and alone to explain their beliefs, they will be surprised to see how confused they are are their ideas and why they have accepted as truth. I also mentioned that few realize do you realize that we have a duty to exercise control over our thoughts and imaginations? Do you know that? It is difficult to keep the undisciplined mind fixed upon profitable subjects. But if the thoughts are not properly employed, religion cannot flourish in the soul. The mind must be preoccupied with secret, sacred, and eternal things. Or it will cherish trifling and superficial thoughts. If you do not spend, if you don't have control of your mind to have to be preoccupied with sacred and eternal things, you're not going to be ready to go home. Both the intellectual and the moral powers must be disciplined, and they will strengthen and improve by exercise. You need to exercise it. If you don't, you're, you're going to lose everything. If there ever was a time when serious reflection becomes everyone who fears God, it is now, when personal piety is essential. And for closing, if we find no pleasure now in the contemplation of heavenly things, If we have no interest in seeking the knowledge of God, no delight in beholding the character of Christ, if holiness have no attraction for us, then we may be sure that our hope of heaven is vain. Perfect conformity to the will of God is the high aim to be constantly before us. He will love to talk, we would love to talk with Jesus of God, of the home of bliss and purity that Christ has prepared for them. We will be so full, so full in God's presence that the only thing that we're going to be talking about is what God is going to do. If you are right with God today, you are ready. If Christ should come today. So my question is, are you really ready to go home? I would like to finish with a song that every time I hear it, it touch my heart. And I pray that you listen to the word. I'm going to put a song, a video. Thank you. I pray that you listen to the words and the imagery because We are getting ready to go home.